Hello. Welcome to a series of short interviews exploring the question of sacrifice and modern thought. These interviews were hosted by the Faculty of Theology and Religion at the University of Oxford. Well, my name's Tim Howells. I'm a graduate student here in the faculty, and it was my pleasure to have the opportunity to speak with a number of academics who have contributed to the recently published 2013 book, Sacrifice and Modern Thought. This volume is edited by Dr. Johannes Zachhuber and Dr. Julia Meseros and is available now via Oxford University Press. What follows is a series of interviews conducted with five of the contributors to this volume. At around 10 minutes in length, each interview provides an insight into the chapter in question and a critical engagement with some of its key issues. For more information about the contributors or the book itself, or to get in touch, please visit the website for the Faculty of Theology and Religion at the University of Oxford. This can be found at theology.ox.ac.uk. Let's get on with the first of our five interviews. We hope you enjoy the recording. Well, here we are for our first interview, and I'm delighted to have with me Dr. Johannes Zakuber, who is Reader in Theology at the Faculty of Theology and Religion here at the University of Oxford. Johannes, thank you for joining us. Well, thank you, Tim. Now, you're one of the editors of this volume and were involved in the original colloquium out of which these chapters arose. Could we begin by um, asking about that colloquium, when it happened and why it was called and so on? Absolutely. Um, the book is back to actually a series of events in the academic year 2008-9, so that's some time ago, at which time um, the Centre for Theology and Modern European Thought decided to adopt sacrifice and modern thought as its annual theme. And in the course of that year, um, I was able to invite a number of scholars from a range of disciplines to talk about how sacrifice could be and should be studied. Some of them worked historically, others worked empirically, some came from a theological background, others came from a background in anthropology, um, classics or yet other subjects. For me, um, these events were really very, very insightful. I realised how central sacrifice has been throughout modernity. We like to think of modernity um, as a time almost without sacrifice. I would go so far now to see the exact opposite. Sacrifice has been a real obsession of modernity. Modern thinkers since really the 16th, 17th century have constantly been thinking about what sacrifice is, where it exists, why it exists, whether it should exist, etc, etc. Theology, I think, really had a major role to play in all these debates. And so to think about sacrifice in modern thought seemed to me and still seems to me a very good way to look at modern intellectual developments and the place theology has had within them without limi limiting yourself just to the theological perspective. So turning to your chapter then, which is entitled Modern Discourse on Sacrifice and its Theological Background, 
you've just said that you have this claim about the relationship between theology and the modern discourse on sacrifice. So let's look at the historical detail of that, if we may. Let's begin with the advent of Christianity. Did Christianity constitute the end of sacrifice or something else? Well, to speak about late antiquity um, as a period, a historical period, that marks the end of sacrifice, um, I think is, 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 is an exaggeration. However, it is true that it, it marked a massive transformation of sacrifice. All the major religion originating in that period, uh, Christianity, Islam, but in a way we could also include their rabbinic Judaism, um, don't have ritual sacrifice in the same sense in which it existed in many or most other religions in the history of humankind. Um, at the same time, I think it's also important to see that none of these three religions was opposed to sacrifice in the radical sense in which later on, for example, uh, happened in the Protestant Reformation. And so what we actually find in the early history of Christianity is a number of attempts to find new ways to look at sacrifice, to justify that, for example, um, it has a central uh, place in the Old Testament, which after all was part of the Christian Bible, um, and at the same time justify why um, the religion itself um, could really get along without the many, many sacrifices prescribed in the, um, in the law. Okay, so let's move the historical survey onwards. The next major epoch you mentioned there, 16th century Reformation, Counter-Reformation. How does the concept of sacrifice begin to splinter, bifurcate at that time? I, I mean, I've come to the I've come to the conclusion that the 16th century, in many ways, is 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 absolutely central and really sets us up for a full understanding of the modern development. However, we should look at all sides. We should look at the um, at the reformers who were much more critical about the idea of sacrifice as something that has a role within the Christian life. So, most famously. They rejected the idea that the Eucharist should be understood as a sacrifice, um, but also to those uh, thinkers in the Catholic reform who tried to justify that the Eucharist was um, a sacrifice. Interestingly, both sides contributed to a massive increase in the theoretical um, emphasis on an interest in sacrifice questions such as what really is sacrifice, um, came to the fore and were answered in different ways by practically all these um, uh, thinkers. Interestingly, in comparison to earlier periods of the Christian history, in particular the patristic period, it is for the first time in the Reformation period that the death of Christ on the cross becomes something like a paradigmatic sacrifice. And so definitions of sacrifice of formulated with special regard to the particular idea that the death of Jesus is um, is a sacrifice, is the most important sacrifice. Mm. And then again, going forward to the 19th century, uh, within 
particularly Protestant soteriology, we have new challenges arriving, particularly from German language theology, in regards to the notion of the wrath or the anger of God and the role that that might have played in the sacrifice of Christ on the cross. Do you want to say a little bit more about that new kind of challenge? In a way, I think all these later debates are already, um, well, starting much much earlier. The, the, the moment you make the death of Jesus, the paradigmatic sacrifice, uh, you get into all sorts of major difficulties. And one of them is, why is it a sacrifice? And so one of the major answers to that was, it is a, a, sac- a sacrifice that propitiates the wrath of God. Now, sooner or later, people were to say, if according to the New Testament, God is love, um, how is that even compatible with the idea that God has this terrible wrath against humankind, which was apparently so bad that the killing of his own son was needed in order to free human beings from that curse. Now, that's really an idea that takes hold in a subsequent um, history in the 18th and especially, as you said, in the 19th century. Now, it leads to a conclusion that you don't find really among Reformation theologians, you don't find at any time previously, as far as I'm aware, and that is to say that the whole idea of sacrifice is totally incompatible with Christianity. So at that point, we get the kind of debate that's been with us ever since, which is, is not sacrifice um, an idea that really deep down um, at the most fundamental level is alien to the spirit of Christianity and so Christianity should really mark the end of sacrifice even if it hasn't done so right from its historical origins. Mm. One of the phenomena that you suggest has um, gathered a pace across this historical survey or trajectory is a shift of emphasis really away from the one performing the sacrifice to the one being sacrificed so that that would be a particular emphasis of modern thought compared to what came before and I'll just quote you here from your chapter you say quote the association of sacrifice with an act of violence committed to an innocent victim seems to be a genuine product of European modernity can I ask you about that stance in the light of the work of a thinker that's going to come up quite often uh, in these interviews, which is the contemporary French anthropologist, theologian, philosopher René Girard. He also has a theory, um, as you know, of the innocence of the victim in sacrificial violence. Is Girard therefore the um, paradigmatic um, modern thinker on sacrifice? I think Girard would be the first to admit that his own perspective on sacrifice not just owes a lot to Christianity, but in a way would be totally impossible without Christianity. And in a slightly different way, that is a point I would myself also make. Only if the death of Jesus is the paradigm case for sacrifice does it really make sense to focus attention on the innocence of the victim. So I would say that this modern awareness that sacrifice involves violence against an innocent victim was only possible 
as a consequent as a consequence of these developments in the 16th and 17th century where um, the crucifixion um, became absolutely central for our understanding of sacrifice. So I think Girard is really saying something that's very, very important and there's a reason why his theory resonates so strongly across many academic disciplines, but as far as I can see, really also beyond the academy. He's saying something that's really crucial for our own culture, whether he's right that historically and culturally and in the history of religions more generally, the ritual of sacrifice can always be understood exactly the way he suggests. Well, that is very, very uh, much an open question. And we'll find that many of the experts who contribute um, to our book um, would really very much disagree with that. I would always defend him by saying, well, the point Jira wants to make is in a way really much more about our own time. And I think that he's saying something very important, which is that for us, sacrifice has become a category that helps us see the role of victims much more clearly and reflect our own actions in this particular light. And, and thus far, I think there, you know, he makes us, uh, he makes us aware of something like a humanizing tendency, which I think is definitely there. Well, we'll wait for the uh, later interviews to hear more on Girard. Um, but one final question, Johannes, you're um, one of the editors of this volume. You've been involved from the very beginning. What impact do you hope this book might have on the discussion of sacrifice in modern thought? There's been much going on in this area in recent years, Tim, um, and I find that many books and probably countless articles have been published dealing with various aspects of sacrifice. I think the special contribution that our book makes is that it is really very broad and that contributors come together and use this particular focus on sacrifice and modern thought to bring together many of the various strands that exist in current research on um, sacrifice. I'm sure this will come out in some of the later interviews. So if I am wildly optimistic and assume that this book will actually be read um, once it's published, then I would hope and in a way almost expect that it makes people aware that their own work in one particular aspect of sacrifice is in interesting ways related to what's going on elsewhere. And I think one of the problems in modern in the modern academy, which inevitably is very specialized, is that these sort of almost parallel universes develop. Um, and I think what the primary aim of the book is, is not just to bring in people who tell their own very different stories, but to show how these stories actually converge, overlap, and are related to one another. Dr. Johannes Zakuba, thank you very much for your time. Thank you, Tim.